Hello everybody and welcome back to I Hate the IWC, a pro wrestling solo podcast where we take different topics and debates, normally from current wrestling like WWE and AEW, but occasionally we'll take a little look back at some older stuff and we debate it. We talk about good things about a certain match or a certain story. We talk about bad things. I'll give my opinion, but of course, it's more about trying to give as unbiased an opinion as possible so you guys can make your own decisions too. Today, we're taking a look back at last week's incredible Dynamite episode, or should I say shocking Dynamite episode, because I'm not too sure everybody enjoyed it, because John Moxley absolutely destroyed CM Punk in a matter of just a couple of minutes to win the AEW Undisputed Championship it was shocking, for sure. I think most people expected Punk would come back and begin his reign that unfortunately he missed out on having because of his injury, but that's not the story they've decided to go with, and it has split opinions massively. So before we get into breaking this down, obviously if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, I tried to give a bit of an explanation into the sort of non-biased perspective I'm going to try and give on this show, because as I explained last time, it's impossible to be unbiased as a wrestling fan. People have favourites, people have favourite promotions, people have a promotion that they prefer. So I'm not just going to sit here and like completely pretend I don't have an opinion because I'm a wrestling fan. So for example, in this one, I'm just going to be completely honest, I hated this. I really didn't like it and I'm going to explain why. But I'm also going to give reasons why it could end up being maybe not as bad as it looks on the surface or, you know, ways that AEW could save this or reasons why maybe, dare I say it, it could even end up being good. It's not what I see happening, but that's the point of this show. I'm going to try and allow you to form your own opinions because where I say I want to be unbiased is I feel like right now, for example, online, you get people who are AEW fans who therefore feel they have to defend every single thing about AEW because you get people who are WWE fans who will just tear apart anything that AEW does. So I know now that there are like a lot of AEW fans who are really split. They really didn't like this story and the way that Punk got destroyed, but they feel they have to defend it. And I want to basically come on here and say, look, I'm an AEW fan. I didn't like it. You're allowed to not like stuff just because your favourite, you know, just because it's your favourite promotion. You don't just have to defend it. So that's the point. Normally, I save my opinion till the end, but I'm just going to get that out of the way. I didn't like this, but I will try and look at it from both sides. However, I am going to start by talking about the stuff that I didn't like because I feel like it just makes the most sense to explain that. And I feel like if I started off trying to defend it, I just wind up people because I get the feeling that the majority of people didn't like this. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode. Please do follow the socials of the podcast. They're in the description below. Share the podcast. Leave us a, a rating and a review if you could. That'd be awesome. And let's talk about John Moxley beating CM Punk. So I need to just quickly give a little bit of time context because obviously depending on when you're listening to this podcast there may have been more developments to the story that I don't know yet. So I'm recording this podcast and it'll be posted on Tuesday the 30th of August. So we're six days removed from the episode of Dynamite where Moxley beat Punk. Since then we've had one episode of Rampage where we got a video package but no updates to the story, no further developments or anything. Between now and All Out on Sunday, we've obviously got Dynamite tomorrow and Rampage on Friday. 
obviously I'm expecting developments between now and All Out because I would be very, very shocked, bearing in mind AEW only do four major pay-per-views a year, if we just didn't have any AEW world title stuff on the show. So, unless you're listening to this on the day it's coming out, the Tuesday, or tomorrow, Wednesday, before Dynamite, the chances are something will be slightly outdated, you'll know a little bit more than me. But... You know, that, that's the thing with weekly wrestling. It doesn't matter when I do these podcasts. It's only going to be a matter of days, probably until they're outdated, unfortunately. So just take that with a little pinch of salt when you listen to my opinions. But the first thing for me, therefore, and, and the worst thing about this whole thing is that I feel like we've been robbed of an incredible all-out main event. And that's why I say I need to put time context on it, because obviously they might come out on Dynamite tomorrow and say, we're going to do Punk versus Moxley again. I don't care, because for me, it just won't be the same. What you had going into this pay-per-view was you had arguably the best wrestler of 2022 in John Moxley, one of the faces of AEW, one of the fans' favourites, going up against CM Punk, finally defending his title on pay-per-view, one of the biggest wrestlers, stars of all time, the biggest name that AEW have acquired to their promotion, finally main eventing a pay-per-view in Chicago. This was the match. This was the match that everybody was excited for. This was your dream match, 2022 match of the year. Give it 20, 25 minutes. Give Punk the emotional win. Do a punk heel turn. Have Mox get a shock victory in Chicago. Because, you know, normally AEW do like to give hometown people the big pops and the big wins. It would have been a shock if Moxley would have won. And he just had to give it to us on a random dynamite 10 or 11 days earlier. Out of nowhere. Announced the week before. And make it a squash match. I don't get it. It's not an AEW thing to do. And I don't say that trying to like rag on other companies or just trying to make AEW sound like this incredible can't-do-anything-wrong promotion, but one of the reasons that I think a lot of people like AEW is they're trustworthy. They do give you surprises, which is also good, but when they say they're going to deliver something, they deliver. And I'm not talking about like quality, but like... They don't book something and then unbook it often. They don't just pretend, oh, we're going to do this on the pay-per-view, sell the pay-per-view with this match, and then pull it to dynamite and give us a rubbish match. It's just it's just not like them, and it, and it really caught me off guard. So, you know, I was going into the match on dynamite thinking, surely there's a screwy finish. I don't know if maybe, like, MJF turns up and he'll just beat them both up and it'll just be a no contest or something, like... I don't, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't work out what I thought was going to happen, but I didn't see the match having a clean finish. So that was my first one. You've taken away what was going to be a fantastic main event and, more than anything, an unpredictable main event. Because now whatever happens going into the main event, this is what I also want to talk about. Let's imagine... Do you know what? I would actually change it now. I wouldn't have the AW title main eventing. I know that's pretty unusual for AW, but... Whatever happens now, Moxley defends that belt. It's predictable. If he defends it against Punk again, the only way Punk wins is by turning heel. And I could see that happening. But if they have him defend against anybody else, and look, you know, AW, 
AEW's a kind of promotion where they might just do a random dream match to make up for the fact that they're not going to have a good AEW title match. They might just give us something like, I don't know, you know, say Will Ospreay versus John Moxley, for example. Awesome. I'd love to see it. But if you're going to give us that on the pay-per-view, I know that John Moxley's winning. A lot of people are saying, you know, get, get Adam Page, get his rematch. He's not going to win. You haven't given John Moxley that big win to unify the titles for him just to drop him on the Sunday. And if you have, that's even worse than squashing CM Punk because at least the squashing of CM Punk makes Moxley feel awesome. If Moxley then just loses the belt on Sunday to whoever, it's just squashed two of your biggest stars. It's just made them both look stupid. So it's taken away from my excitement for All Out massively. Now, I want to address one more thing on this topic before I move on to like my other point that I didn't like about it. I, let's say, okay, so I'm seeing a lot of people thinking that Punk is going to, you know, he's going to demand a rematch or whatever, or that they're going to run Punk versus Moxley, or maybe they make it into a multi-man match with Punk, Moxley, and somebody else. Punk shouldn't be anywhere near the title scene again now. Because the story that you've written is either that Punk came back too early and he was still injured, or that Punk was re-injured in that match and that's why he lost so quickly. I'm seeing a lot of people online saying that he was like selling the other leg to the one that was injured or something, so maybe that is the case, or maybe they just made a mistake. I feel like Punk is more professional than that. I don't. I don't think he'd make that mistake. So, so maybe um, I haven't gone back and like watched it specifically to check. It might just be people are getting it wrong online. But I did see that floating around for a little bit. But bearing in mind that's the story, if he was injured that badly and then got beat that badly, he shouldn't be fighting for the title again eleven days later. That's unrealistic. You know, in like boxing or UFC, when a fighter has to pull out with injury, they'll take months out to recover. You know, to sort of regain their strength and their muscle to, to make sure they don't re- damage their reputation. They don't want to go in and fight hurt because, you know, it massively reduced their chance of winning. If you're punk, you know that you've got the star power. I'm talking in kayfabe now. You've got the star power. You've got a rematch in the back. I know AEW don't do rematch clauses, but you could get yourself a rematch. But you just wait. You wouldn't fight it all out. It made no sense to me. Also, as I said before, you could always do Punk turns heel at all out and wins the belt. I'll get to that in a minute. I will get to CM Punk in a heel turn because I think that is that feels where we could be going. I know Punk has sort of teased with it and he's played bad a few times. This could be where you get the full Punk heel turn. But it doesn't change the fact that your big star, who's barely lost at AEW, apart from you know the, the dodgy one against MJF, you just you just had him lose. You just had him get squashed on TV. It just didn't do it for me one bit. And that sort of leads me into that. My, in fact, I'm, I'm sort of just saying my, my second point now. It just made Punk look bad. It just made him look bad. It made him look stupid for coming back when he did. I didn't really like his return anyway. I thought what you should have done. I would have had Moxley... Main event all out against somebody else, somebody who you could have built a story with, and at the end of the show, Punk comes out and they do a face-off, and you replicate the time when Punk came out and interrupt, uh, uh, sorry, interrupted John Cena, and they both had the same belt, and they both lifted, you guys know the one I'm talking about, after Punk had walked out and then he came back a couple of weeks later... They both stare off, they both lift up their belts. I'd have done that. It would have been a really cool moment and everyone would have popped for it. I know AEW gets some stick for copying WWE stuff, but that would have been more like a homage to one of Punk's 
finest moments and rivalries. So that's how I would have done it. I, I, I just... I can't explain. It's really frustrated me. It's the first time with AEW booking that it actually annoyed me. There have been times where they've done stuff that I haven't liked, but where I've gone, okay, I see where you do, why you've done that, or I see why you've picked that guy to win there, or hmm, I wouldn't have done that, but do you know what? It doesn't have that big of an impact. This was their biggest story. This was their biggest stars. I don't know what they were trying to go for. I don't know if they were trying to go for like the whole Goldberg versus Lesnar thing. They didn't achieve that. Moxley came off good, but I don't think it, it had the effect that it was meant to have. I think this was definitely more about Punk's injury, but it just makes Punk look stupid. It just makes, you know, you're a veteran. You're a veteran of the sport. Surely you know. Surely you know if you're not in a position to come back. And look, if he did get injured, then that's fine. As in, like, in kayfabe, that is. I don't believe it was a real injury, by the way. I, I do think it was kayfabe. But say he got re-injured in that match. You've got AW All Out Chicago, com- you know, in Chicago coming up. He shouldn't be on that show. And to not have CM Punk on that show makes no sense. So now I'm a little bit torn. I want him on the show because it's Chicago and it's Punk and I love Punk. But I don't want him on the show because he got his ass kicked on Wednesday. And this show is 11 days later. He should be resting and recovering after a beating like that. I don't know. My my mind is a little bit blown on it. This is going to be a bit of a shorter episode, I think, by the way. I, I, I mean, that's probably my negatives. But like, as I've said in the past, sometimes it'll just be one or two negative points. But I just feel like they're strong. Like, I, I don't think there's really much countering. I, as I said, I'm, I'm always going to give it a go. I've written down a couple of things that are good, at, you know, that I think maybe could be seen as good. Or why I could see why people maybe didn't dislike this as much as me the one thing i'm going to say by the way i don't think this has anything to do with the whole falling out of cm punk you know with tony and AEW and the conflict that's supposedly been happening i just think it's hard because punk in the past has been unprofessional whether you like cm punk or like what he did you know it is unprofessional what Punk did. Obviously, we're all happy because he ended up being happy. He ended up being healthy. He ended up being able to come back to wrestling to a promotion that he liked. Everyone turned, you know, it worked out well, but it was still unprofessional what he did. So it's not necessarily beyond the realms of possibility that Punk could do something like this. I just don't think AEW would want to sacrifice such a good story and a good match purely out of spite to punish somebody like that. So I don't believe that this had anything to do with the conflicts. I really don't. Could be wrong. You know, you've always got to keep an eye out for, you know, Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful Select and stuff for, you know, what, what's being said. Because uh, there's always developments of these sorts of stories. There's obviously sort of conflicts and stuff happening within AEW with the Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston stuff. It's not a perfect promotion. It's not all happy. I think wrestling is, it's quite a macho sport. There's a lot of big egos and personalities but I don't think they would sacrifice such an exciting story and match out of, you know, just one little bust up in the back. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, that's why I didn't like it. Let's have a look at a couple of reasons quickly why maybe it wasn't as bad as we all thought. Hmm. Let's see. So I touched before on like what could be a potential positive outcome of this. So we'll just jump straight into it. You have the potential now to send CM Punk off into spiral mode in a way that eventually gives us full heel Punk. 
for a long run. And I know that a lot of AEW fans have wanted that for a long time. Like Punk coming back as a babyface had to happen because you had to give us that special moment and the emotional speech. And that first match in Chicago as well last year, it was going to be emotional. You couldn't have Punk playing heel because it just wouldn't work. The crowd just weren't going to get into it. He's probably been back long enough now where, do you know what, he's still always going to get cheered. He's going to get popped. Like, you know, people are so excited that he's back. Whenever he goes to a new hometown, like, that, you know, he's not been to since he's wrestled again, they're going to be chanting punk. Even places he's been to, like, he's, he's, he's such a big name and people are so happy to have him back. And when you hear cult of personality hit, it's hard to not just get excited. But it's a more realistic possibility now. And I think a lot of people felt he should have turned heel sooner. And I, I know that he he did go heel, obviously with like all the Adam Page stuff, but Punk back in the day was almost like always heel. And it'd be the odd time that he'd go babyface. It's sort of the opposite now. It's like he, you know, he's played heel a couple of times when he's needed to to fit the story, but in general, it's happy CM Punk, who's happy to be here, who's happy to be wrestling with his best friends FTR, who's happy to be fighting for the title. Like, I, you know, it, it's not. We've not gone the full way here. Heel CM Punk in AEW has the potential to be fantastic. Now I'll say it again: if this is how we get there, it isn't the way I'd have done it. And if you are going to do the heel turn all out, please don't just have him win the belt back. Just don't. Don't hotshot the AEW title like what you've done with the TNT title. Nobody needs that. The AEW title is one of the strongest world titles in the industry at the moment. I know a lot of people were split on like you know the interim thing, and it feels a little bit weird, but... Bearing in mind Moxley is now retained, like the only person who's had a short run with the belt was Punk because of his injury. You know, everybody else has had a strong run. Moxley's is still going. Moxley's been great this whole year. You know, everybody seems to hold the belt for quite a while. Don't have Moxley suddenly unify the belts and a week and a half later lose them to do a Punk heel turn. Maybe you have Moxley retain the belts against somebody and Punk comes in and beats him up after. I I don't know. I mean, this is all like... This is all stuff that in 48 hours' time we'll know a lot more about because I'm sure on Dynamite we'll hear developments. But I'm just going off what I know now. So, you know, we'll we'll see. If you are listening to this, by the way, on the Tuesday or Wednesday before Dynamite, tweet me. What match would you like to see? What do you think they should do? Should Punk have a match? Will he just have a match? Like, does he, you know, do you agree with me that it's a little bit stupid that he'd fight again in a week and a half? Just let me know. Um... But yeah, that is your one positive outcome here. This all spells, this screams to me CM Punk heel turn. I guess the only other thing you can do is like CM Punk ultimate babyface redemption arc where he realizes that maybe he's getting older, he's past it, he's coming to the end of his wrestling career again and you do one last journey to the top. I don't see that happening. I think it's heel turn time, and then maybe in a year or so you do that. I guess I guess it's hard though. Like if if the relationship's going a little bit sour, Punk's getting older. You know, this is his first major injury since he's come back. Maybe Punk isn't going to be a, a, you know around for that long, and you want to capitalize on him while he's here. But I think it would be weird if you didn't do a long term CM Punk is a heel for a very long time sort of thing, and that's what we haven't had yet. 
again. I feel like I, I feel like I'm gonna keep on making myself sound stupid. I know he's been a heel, but go the full hog. We've not seen the old CM Punk, in my opinion. That has I've loved the Punk we've had. I've really liked Punk's AEW run. I've loved the matches. I've loved the story. I've just felt so nostalgic having him back because he was one of the guys on top when I first started watching wrestling. But there is more. There is more that we can see from Punk. There is more to be had. Let's see it then. If you if you're gonna get anything out of this. Let's see some of that. Let's see twisted CM Punk who just can't handle the way he lost, humiliated, reminded of his UFC fights where he just showed absolutely nothing. That's your one, okay? I'm trying. I'm trying. It's very difficult, as I've said. It's an unbiased podcast, but not in the sense that I won't give opinions. Unbiased because... I like all promotions. I like to think I don't hold any bias against promotions. And I try and get both sides of the story. But I guess in this sort of case, bearing in mind that pretty much everybody I've seen online doesn't like this, then that kind of suggests that it wasn't good. If so many people hate it, you know, all the people who are like WWE stands and don't like AEW are ragging on it. They won't stop, you know, having a go. The AEW fans, I'm seeing a lot of them even like admitting, oh, I didn't like that. And that's quite rare. As we know, people are quite tribal. They don't like admitting that their promotion did something wrong. So you've got to think that's the general opinion. But anyway, I've got one more point that I want to say, and I think this is ending it on a happy note. Regardless of what you think of CM Punk, John Moxley. I love Moxley. And it's hard to say that he doesn't deserve this. You know, he's, he was always probably in the shadow of the Shield, came to AEW, you know, he was treated as a star, got his moment winning the belt, and then we went straight into COVID, and he never got that run. And obviously, he's come back now. He's had a great 2022. He's wrestled across multiple promotions over the world. He's had so many dream matches. The Blackpool Combat Club is awesome. And then he got to win the interim belt, and everyone was like, oh, it's lovely, he gets his moment. But, you know, that's all it is. It's a moment. But no, bang, he's won it. He is the undisputed AEW champion again. Out of nowhere, I don't think anybody expected it. And he completely deserves it. But right now, is there a bigger star in AEW than John Moxley? Like, can any? does anybody think that? Like, to me, John Moxley is AEW's big guy. He's their one since he's joined. He's their most important figure. He's involved in the biggest stories. You know, he's a he's a two-time world champion now. He's the guy. Like, Kenny Omega is awesome. I'm so happy he's back. MJF, fantastic, but where's he gone? You know, and Kenny is involved in some trio stuff for a little bit now. That, that's great. Obviously, Cody's gone. CM Punk, you know, as, as I said, people are going a little bit a little bit sour on Punk now. The the love isn't quite there and he has just spent a long time out. Mox is your guy. Apart from when he obviously went into rehab for a bit, which, you know, everybody understood that was important for him to do. He's been there. He's been in the big stories. He's been main eventing. He's been on all the pay-per-views. Moxley is awesome and they have absolutely got a star out of this. As I said... (laughs) It doesn't necessarily feel maybe quite like like a Goldberg versus Lesnar-like start. It wasn't about the squash match. It was more about CM Punk and what went wrong for Punk. But Moxley is your guy, and I hope they do something with this run now. As I say, the worst thing for me, and no doubt I'll be making a podcast about it if they do it, is Lu- Moxley somehow losing that belt on Sunday. 
He needs to get through all out. He needs to defend the belt all out because, as I said at the start of the podcast, you only you know you only do four pay per views a year. You have to have your AEW World Championship defended on all of those pay per views. Okay, but have him retain it, and then let's do it. Let's do a massive Moxley run, the run that he should have had that was ruined a bit by COVID. That's your positive. So for all the Moxley fans out there, they're the ones I'm seeing the most excited about this. I am so happy for you because Moxley deserves this. He is awesome. And I feel like we can all agree that no matter what promotion you like, Moxley in WWE, we all loved him. They treated him a bit as a goofball, but we all knew that that was them and that was them just booking his character completely wrong. We all loved him. Everyone in New Japan loved him. You know, on the indies, he was loved in AEW. He's loved. He's the people's favourite, you know, everybody loves John Moxley, so it's hard not to be happy for him. But anyway, that brings us to a wrap. Normally I give my opinion at the end. I think I've made that very clear. I wasn't a fan. But hey, AEW does have a bit of credit in the bank, in my opinion. It's rare that they've done something like this that has annoyed the fan base this much. So maybe you have to give them a chance to see how they redeem it. But as I've said, I've tried to go through in my head all the different ways that they go from here between now and all out i've not booked past all out or anything because i'm just thinking near future stuff in the near future i don't know what they do that makes this good that makes AEW all out feel like a big show with a big world title match apart from putting punk in there which i don't think makes sense because of his injury but i'm just repeating myself now i've made my points but anyway i hope you've enjoyed please do tweet me let me know what you think let me know Are you excited for All Out? Are you more excited for Clash at the Castle? I've said in the past, I'm more excited for Clash at the Castle, but obviously, as I've also said before, it's my first WWE show, so it's hard for me to really take it out of context. Like That's, you know, obviously I'm more excited for a show that I'm I'm able to go to, but I'm excited for All Out too. But this has definitely put a dampener. If we had Punk versus Moxley, you know, without knowing what just happened, just in a normal match for the first time ever in AEW... Yeah, that'd be the one. But anyway, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. As I said, the maximum amount of time it'll be between now and the next episode will be two weeks, but I'll try and keep it to about a week or so. Have a nice day, everybody, and I will see you all next time. Goodbye.